Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Roaring 2020s podcast. My name is Patrick, and I'm going to be in your ears for well hopefully for a good while and you can hope to hear from me every friday at five uh, fingers crossed um so i'm guessing you probably want to know who i am well I'm a person, <laughs> uh, obviously. Um, so yeah, I am currently a student. I'm studying biomedical sciences in London. So I live in the UK. I'm 20 years old at the moment. And born and raised in Ireland, believe it or not, in a small town called Dublin. You might not have heard of it. And I decided that it would be an interesting thing to, well, I decided to, that I would just want to set up a podcast because I like podcasts. I like listening to podcasts. Um. I listen to a lot of podcasts, actually, so I figured, hey, why not start my own and give it a shot? Um, so yeah, that is why the Rowan 2020s podcast now exists. And so uh, every week I'm going to be talking about a different topic. Uh, sometimes they're going to be specific topics that I think they might be interesting and that people might want to hear a bit about. And sometimes they might be just, um, sit down and chat, um, a chance for me to just, um, say whatever I want really. Um, so yeah, this podcast is kind of the second type to say whatever I want type. Um, mostly just to give you guys an idea of what I'll be talking about and what I hope to do with the podcasts. Um, in the future, uh, I'll probably try and do different topics. Depending on my mood, depending on what's happening in the world. Uh, depending on things I find interesting and uh, hopefully it'll be something that you might not have seen before. So yeah, if you're interested, uh, be sure to subscribe on whatever podcast app you're using. Um, um, this podcast is available on pretty much all podcast apps, at least the big ones, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. I'm sure there are a few others as well. You'll know if you're 
if you're listening on your podcast app and you found my show, then yeah, you're probably able to um, get me there. So subscribe and you'll be able to listen to this every single week. So I mentioned a bit at the start that I like listening to podcasts. Um, a lot of the podcasts I've been listening to are like podcasts on YouTube because I'm like a YouTube alcoholic. Um, <laughs> that is not a term. Uh, think of better things. I'm addicted to YouTube as well. I mean, I've probably spent a lot more time on YouTube than I care to admit. Um, sometimes up to like 12 hours a day on YouTube, just literally like binge watching so many shows. I mean, you can't blame me. Um, the app is designed to keep you hooked for as long as possible. And it just so happens that I get hooked really well. Um, yeah, so... Like I said, I've listened to a few podcasts. Um, of course, some of the big ones, uh, like the Joe Rogan podcasts, I think anyone and who's not lived under the rock um, over the past 10 years or more uh, probably knows who Joe Rogan is, knows like his podcast, probably one probably the biggest podcast in the world. Um, a lot of uh, UK podcasts as well. Um, I've listened to a lot of those. So the True Jordy podcast, um, What's Good podcast with Randolph and Minnie Mentor, uh, Jack Mates Happy Hour. And yeah, so... Like I said, a lot of podcasts with YouTubers because um, I'm big into YouTube. Um, so it makes sense that I'd be listening to a lot of stuff about uh, YouTubers talking about YouTube and things like that. Um, so that's interesting. Um, maybe... I don't know, maybe if you let me know what podcast you're listening to, and if there's any other podcast you think I should listen to as well, because I have a lot of time on my hands now, given the current situation uh, at the time of uploading. It is um, um, I would say there is going to be quite a few people, or a lot of people actually, that are currently facing the coronavirus crisis. So maybe not at the time of uploading, because this is going up next week, but definitely at the time of recording, most countries are under lockdown. It's, uh, it's been quite a big development over the past couple of months. Uh, I think we all kind of 
it felt like it came out of nowhere because uh came out of nowhere because you know it was literally like a couple of weeks ago it was only like one or two couple cases in china and it's kind of grown into this worldwide pandemic essentially probably even bigger than like the spanish flu and it's yeah it's unnerving and i'm currently living in like the country that as the time of recording this um on the 8th of may 2020 yippee uh it's yeah, we have a lot of deaths. Um, around 30,000 deaths, to be more precise, which is the second highest number of deaths from COVID-19 in the world. And I won't lie, it's been, it's been a bit tough. I think I'm fortunate that because I'm a student, I at the very least had like stuff to do. So basically up until this afternoon, I spent most of my time having to work on exams and preparing for those exams. So on the positive side, I did have something to keep me occupied. As well as making this podcast, of course. But then on the other hand, I do you do get like a sense of it is unsettling. Um and you know, it is I guess it is kind of scary as well, because you know, we have no idea what to do with this virus, what's going to happen uh until we get a vaccination for this virus and even that vaccination probably won't come about until early next year, which means that we're all kind of been put into the situation where we're kind of stuck at home, don't really have anything to do. And probably for the first time in a long time, um, I think we realize just how much we rely on the outdoors or rather how much how much time we spend outdoors because I mean I'll take myself for example I um before the lockdown, I was working at McDonald's part-time. Uh, so, of course, I'm studying in uni, but then I was also working back time at McDonald's. And so I've obviously um, had to leave that job because of the current situation um of only temporarily fortunately um but i think obviously i'm unlucky in that regards because i'm in a situation where i can still sustain myself without the job 
like I have parents that are, can support me financially as well. And even with the, um, even with, yeah, so with finances, I have parents that support me. So I don't solely rely on uh, the money I make from McDonald's. And even with that money and still being subsidized from the government, 80% of the salary. So I think I'm in lucky in that sense. Um, probably also lucky in the sense that um, I haven't been completely bored of my, out of my mind with nothing to do at home. Because uh, literally up until, literally up until this afternoon, uh, all I did was basically just revise and study for my exams. Um, maybe watch a bit of YouTube as well. Or a lot of YouTube, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But still, I had something to do. Uh, I was being productive and it kept me inside, but at least I had like a purpose to what I was doing inside. Uh, so now I think um, the podcast um, for the next few weeks will probably be another thing that I'm going to try to put myself into. I'm going to try and definitely um Build on the podcast. So, of course, this is the first episode. Um, the hope is that I'll be able to have 50 episodes out by this time next year. Um, don't hold me to that. I still haven't figured out how this is going to work once uh, things go back to normal and uh, I have to go back to working and going to uni. Well, I wouldn't be going to uni next year. I'll actually be going on a work placement. But yeah, I don't know what the situation will be with that in a couple of months' time. But it is what it is. So this weekend, we're going to find out what the situation is with the lockdown restrictions. Um, Boris Johnson is obviously going to let the country know uh, this Sunday at the time of recording what the new rules are in terms of the lockdown measures because he wants to ease the measures from next week to try and keep the economy going, I guess. Well, yeah, keep the economy going, I guess, because that's the only reason why we'd be uh, lifting the measures at this stage. I think there's been a few other countries that have lifted their uh, restrictions. Um, Italy being one of them. Um, it was actually like one of the worst hit countries. Yeah, so it is interesting to see what will happen there. It'll probably also be interesting to see what happens in France as well, because they're 
planning to lift their restrictions next week as well. Um, and then other countries like Ireland, for example, who put their lockdown in place quite early, actually. They put this in place on the 15th of March, so two days before St. Patrick's Day, and have been in lockdown since then, and will be hoping to ease their lockdowns on May 18th. And yeah, in terms of, I think that in terms of the impact that this event will have, I think this is definitely going to be like a paradigm shift, like a world changing event. Um, if you're younger, a long younger listener, you might have heard of your parents or your grandparents talking about the 9-11 attacks and you know that was a very like monumental occasion like a big event in the history books in modern times um one of those events the that people will kind of be like oh where were you when this happened i in that way i feel like COVID nineteen once we finally have a vaccination and can keep under control is going to be one of the events that goes down in history it'll be like it'll be like one of those worry you events obviously it'll be different for each person because you know it's not the one single event but kind of like a developing series of events so it may not be have the same i don't think we'll have we may not exactly be asking in the future oh where were you when you heard about covid19 and probably more like oh where were you when you realized probably where are you and what when did you realize how bad covid19 was because i definitely think um i know for myself I didn't expect it, the virus to affect things as badly as it has. And I didn't expect um, such drastic changes to have to be made in the way it has been. So, yeah, that's what. I guess that's the state of the world at the moment. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to give you guys a bit of insight into how things are over the week. Um, obviously, this week, I haven't done much aside from start this podcast and you know, work on my exams. Um, it was stressful, actually, the exams that I did. Um, of course, with COVID-19, I've had to do the exams at home, which means that... Uh, it means, basically, that I've had to work on doing the questions, writing up my answers, and then upload them online 
And, you know, the idea, or at least the hope from lecturers was that, you know, you'd spend about the same amount of time doing the questions as you would have done if this was in an exam situation. So if the exam was like two hours, let's say, you would spend two hours in the exam uh, at home, maybe an extra hour just so you have time to like do your references and things like that. And I mean, I guess there was the hope, but the truth of the matter is that I spent so much time on the exam papers. Like it was frustrating. So the way the past week has gone has essentially been I wake up, um, brush my teeth, get changed. Um, depending on my mood, maybe get some water um, to hydrate myself. And kind of basically, if I had an exam in the morning, like I did on Friday last week and yesterday, it would basically be from 10 a.m. through to 10 p.m., just nonstop working at my exams. And I can tell you it's probably the worst part of the semester for me, to be honest. I mean, exams are already bad as it is, but this is just another level of frustrating. Like, it's the amount of time and stress that to go through to fill out the exams uh, was annoying. And I don't think that any amount of studying would have had to prepare me for the amount of work that I had to do to get these questions answered. Because essentially what happened was that the 10 a.m. that the exams were set to start on was when they released the exam questions. And then we'd have 24 hours to submit those papers. So if the exam questions were released on 10 a.m. on the Monday, you'd have until 10 a.m. on the following Tuesday to write up and reference all the exam questions that you need to do. And so that's what I did. The first exam I had was for metabolic biochemistry. I think it's now is a good time to mention that I'm studying biomedical sciences. So a lot of these modules and topics would be science-based. So as I said, metabolic biochemistry, it's a pretty straightforward exam. Um, Normally, we'd have two hours to answer the exam paper in a normal setting. So, you know, in a exam room uh, conditions, uh, we had 24 hours. But the amount of time that I have to check, like getting references and researching was stupid long and 
Main reason being that at the notes, I had prepared for the exam. I had done past paper questions. In fact, like the questions I got were literally the exact same from year to year. Uh, they very rarely change for the metabolic biochemistry module. But I had to essentially write up. I had to essentially write up answers for two questions and uh, reference them, which is fine if this was probably like a report or, an ex uh, a report or like an assignment for a coursework. Sure, I'd probably spend the exact same amount of time writing up an essay report. Um, but the difference being is that for that, you have two to three weeks um, to do that. So you're writing the report, but then if you need a break or you need to stop, you can do that. You can stop, go watch YouTube or Netflix, go for a jog, maybe have some dinner, talk to your friends, go out. Basically, you can, you kind of, you can do it at your own pace as long as you have the report done by the two weeks and it's submitted on time everything's good but if you can imagine having to spend the amount of time it takes um to do a report and essentially squeezing that time into a single day that's probably the best way to ex describe um, the exams that I did, I essentially had to, from 10 a.m. that morning, write out everything that you need to know about, let's say, B cells, for example, everything you want to know about B cells. Um, in about yeah in 24 hours basically and yeah so i grossly underestimated the amount of time it would take me to do the exams i mean in my defense i'm pretty sure the lecturers grossly underestimated the amount of time we would need for the exams i think they were definitely under the impression or maybe an illusion that most students would try sit it in what would be considered exam conditions, which is understandable. I mean, don't get me wrong, there is open book, which is why we need to put in references, because I don't think anyone was under the impression that they were just going to like pretend that they were sitting in an exam room when they were answering the questions especially considering the fact that it's literally, you literally have the opportunity to gain an easy like first. So why would you pass that up? Why would you pass that up? So yeah. But having said that, you know, the amount of work you put in um, determines the results you put out. So obviously I want to get a really good result. 
So I had to do a lot of work for that exam. And honestly, I think I kind of just gave up after that on the whole day, to be honest. Um, I probably, I don't remember what I did after I completed the exam. I do know I kind of like took a break uh, sometime in the evening, like between six to eight. I probably took like a break then, probably for the whole two hours, just because I was so tired and exhausted. Probably didn't help as well that I didn't eat anything beforehand. Um, one thing I'm going to take away from this exam is that I do not function well on an empty stomach. Um, I think that it was tough-ish. Um, I think it definitely got progressively tougher throughout the week, but that might be in part because essentially had less and less willpower and maybe also as well, just simply just because of the sheer fact that it's not healthy. Like you can't, you can't like, you know, do that for a sustainable amount of time. And also as well, because um, I also did revision during that time as well. And because I didn't do as much revision as I probably should have, I was essentially just waking up and doing revision for like for the whole day. Um, and basically only really going for breaks or doing other things when my body forced me. Like, um, there's probably so many times throughout the week that like I literally ended up like falling asleep at the keyboard a lot more times than I cared to admit. And yeah, so basically we're studying to exhaustion and doing the exams to exhaustion more or less. And yeah, I pretty much my sleep schedule was non-existent for the past seven days. Um, and I can honestly say that as soon as I finish recording this podcast, I'm probably just going to have a long line or at least like take it easy. It was rough. And I definitely don't think I'm the only one who found a rough either. I'm pretty sure that basically all my friends and everyone else that I've heard from that did the exams were up until the early hours of the morning trying to just make sure to get done in one sitting or at least as much of one possible sitting as possible. Because I don't think it would have been possible to start the exam and then get the exam done on time with like a full eight hours. I mean, I think it will be possible, but you'd be cutting it tight. Like you'd literally have to be at that keyboard from the time the exam starts all the way through to the time you finish. Assuming that you, like me, had to spend like 12 hours on the paper, which I think 
is probably generous because I know that some people probably spent longer, 12 to 13 hours, maybe even 14 for some. So yeah, if you're spending 14 hours on the paper and then you spend eight hours sleeping, um, if that's 22 hours, yeah. And if you add the other two, one or two hours, you'd probably use to like eat and give yourself energy. That's basically a whole day. You basically spent a whole day doing uni work and you, yeah. So given the amount of time I spend, you can imagine how frustrated I'll be if I end up not, not doing well. I mean, at least it's past the very least. A 2-1 is what I'm hoping for. Um, I definitely think I did better than a 2-2. Two, two. I'd hope for a first, but then I'm not holding my breath. Because they're obviously going to be a lot more stricter with uh, the examinations this time around. With people using references and like probably searching things up on the internet. There'll definitely be a lot more scrutiny of exam answers. And with that extra scrutiny, it's probably going to cause a lot of people to have results that would have been a lot higher in a situation where we did it in the university under normal exam conditions. That's not to say that they're going to intentionally do that, but I wouldn't be surprised if a first class student ended up getting like a two one um, for this open book exam. Uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, that's been my week. Just a lot of stress, a lot of uh, sleepless light nights, and a lot of typing on the keyboard. Yeah, so... think one thing that I did like to see over the past couple of weeks, given the situation we're in, is all the things that people have kind of been doing to essentially busy themselves, probably the best word way to put it. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, we had the big night in with the BBC and Barclays. There's also YouTube who did the uh, stream stream with me. Yeah, the stream with me. So what is streamed with a bunch of UK YouTubers to entertain people. And that was good. And obviously, I'm not sure about the YouTube stream, but I think definitely the big night in uh, raised money for charity, for NHS charities. So yeah, big up YouTube, big up 
um, the BBC and the big, big up for the NHS for basically keeping the country moving. I mean, it's been a stressful situation for everyone, but I think definitely for people who are out working, especially, they've probably been the most stressed because not only do they have to continue working as they normally would, a lot of people are probably going to have to like end up do overtime or putting in extra hours. And even those people that are not still have to like keep themselves safe, you know, because um, obviously they're still working. So they are at risk of getting infected with coronavirus. So yeah, I just wanted to give my own thanks so to anyone's listening who's a key worker, uh, any Todd nurses, doctors, uh, volunteers, volunteers as well, especially the people working in St. John's Ambulance and any other uh, charity that's helping out in the situation. Just uh, thank you for myself and from everyone else. Um, um, I gave my round of applause uh, during for the clap for NHS on Thursday, and I hope to be doing it again next week and continue to do so as long as the public are willing and up for it. And yeah, I think some well, someone's talk about. Let's talk. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I think we'll leave it there. Um, yeah, so that's a taster of what we'll be talking about and what we'll be going through in the podcast. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Um, if you like it, subscribe. If you love it, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I hope to try and keep this up. So obviously this is the first episode. Um, hopefully we'll make this a weekly thing. Um, where each week we handle a different topic. Um, obviously this week is kind of just a bit of everything, just an overview of what I'm doing and what I'm experiencing. So hopefully next week I'll be discovering something new and I'll be able to share it with you. So with all that, this has been Patrick, and thank you for listening to the Roaring 2020s podcast.